right, thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of Mamas with Mika. I'm Rick. And I'm Mika. <laughs> and I'm going... like a man right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you definitely do. You sound a little bit more masculine to me right now. So, you know, I guess we should switch it up or something. But um, we're talking about abortion today uh, after the tweets that uh, our President Trump put out uh, about the uh, Democrats supporting um, afterbirth uh, murder uh, or afterbirth abortion, then um, it actually triggered us to act, learn more about it. So we're going to talk about that and a few other things on this episode of Moments with Mika. But first, mm-hmm. how was your week, me? Well, I spent majority of my week in bed um i sound like this because currently i have the flu um but it started with a cold and turned to the flu and it's kind of like not going anywhere so i've been in this bed i'm actually at home right now so i'm not gonna be doing a lot of talking today only because i gotta really preserve my energy because i have hardly any energy so yeah that was my week how was yours well, my week was actually pretty, I don't know, so-so. Um, I'm on edge right now. You know, the kid could be coming any day. So, um, we're on Kid Watch. Uh, now, we at, we're at doctor's appointments every week and, you know, a lot more. So, ready for the kid to go on, get out here. And uh, got a couple other projects that's on their way. That's awesome. Well, we're gonna... I'm excited for you. Well, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm about to be in charge of somebody's life. I got to teach them stuff. They got to look to me as a superhero. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. But um, we're definitely gonna get on top of it. But um, let's go ahead, take a minute, and then uh, we'll be back with this beautiful episode. So we're back, and I just want to throw this out here that. Um, I really wasn't supposed to be doing the show today. I know I was supposed to take a break, and everybody's been saying that. Um, but as many of you know, that my show is my baby, and I will not let anything stop me from doing my show. Even if I'm, my, my fever is over 100, I am still going to do my show. We were actually supposed to have guests for this show. Don't really know what happened, but we're going to make this show happen, whether or not. Ain't that right, Rick? You're stubborn. That's I'm what not it stubborn. Is. I'm, I'm stubborn. real. I'm, I'm really real. If I have to use my last energy on my show, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Because when you really, um, when you really love something and when it's your passion, you're not gonna let anything stop me. So this flu isn't gonna stop me. Um, you are gonna take the lead role in this. But I just kind of want to clear it up when, um, if people ask, you know, why my energy is so low. It's because I'm really, really sick. I've been sick all week. So wanted to well, throw that out there. So we're going to let you conserve some of that energy and we're going to d- dive right into the topic then. Um, so this week there were some tweets that went out uh, by our President Trump uh, saying that the Democrats were supporting uh, abortion after birth. Now this triggered us to go ahead and take a look at that bill to see exactly what was going on and uh, why would he say that? Because it just didn't sound right. Um, abortion after birth. Um, but in this process, uh, we also looked up uh, a little bit 
uh, the statistics of, birth, uh, of abortion. Uh, a few of those being that, um, you know, 37 or 37 states require parental involvement before a minor obtains an abortion. Um, also, 59% of women who uh, obtain abortions are actually already mothers. And then, oddly enough, 24% of women in the U.S. will have an abortion before the age of 45. So those were three quick facts, and that, that's actually uh, pretty interesting. So, like, the majority of women who was actually getting abortions already have kids. Right. So it, it's not like it's a malicious act or they just don't like kids. It's, you know, they've already at their wit's end. Mistakes happen. Things happen. Um, but diving into this bill, this bill is actually going to require, uh, A, people start registering themselves uh, to get abortions. So you, you end up on another list. Mm. Also, uh, it left it very vague and open. Um, it's not that they were supporting uh, abortions after birth. They were, it, it really, when you read the bill, it leaves no real closing or solution to what happens to a child after birth. Um, they hold the doctor responsible if, say, they attempt to perform an abortion and the child still comes out alive. Um, they're saying that at that point, the doctor is immediately supposed to switch into saving a child's life uh, and doing whatever they would do for a child of that week. Um, and if they don't, uh, there are penalties involved, uh, including lawsuits, jail time, um, and it makes the nurses and other uh, assistants in the, the process uh, responsible for uh, diming out this, this doctor. But don't that defeat the purpose? Like, an abortion is to get rid of something. So you're telling me if they have an abortion and the baby comes out alive, then the, the doctor the, has to make sure that the baby stay alive, even though the purpose of it was to kill the fetus, basically. Right. So... And, and it, what really is disturbing about this is because at that point, then the mother can sue. So she paid for an abortion and she go in, the doctor goes to try to perform the abortion, but the baby still shows signs of life. At that point, the doctor needs to immediately try to save the baby. And if he, he or she doesn't immediately try to uh, save the baby, the mother can actually then uh, bring up charges or uh, file a suit against that doctor. Now, yeah, it's a lose lose situation. So, like, if they don't do anything and the mother sees it, she can sue. But if they do do something and the baby is still alive, even though she went in there to kill the baby, she. Right. So, either I can sue you for not performing the, the task that you said you was going to perform, or I can sue you for not saving the baby. Um,. That is a very rocky situation because there's many reasons and situations why women uh, would uh, try to perform an abortion. Not all of them is not because they didn't want the kid. Um, there are some medical reasons also where uh, doctors are forced to terminate. Now, when going through this process, um, it's already that you attempted to kill the kid. So the likelihood that there's going to be some kind of birth defects and things like that is very high. Um, also, to hold the, the doctor to the obligation, at what point do you follow the patient that you're treating 
or the patient that was just born because like the person that you're treating came in for you to kill uh, the fetus right. and because the fetus is still alive the money that they paid you to perform a procedure was pretty much defaulted because like hey you didn't perform that procedure because now you're trying now, to save the kid Rick so since you have a baby on the way um, I, I guess it's a really good question to ask how do you feel about abortions well, abortions as a whole, um, I've always took me to stand that I am pro-choice. So, um, regardless of the circumstances, I believe that everybody has the right to do what they want to do with their body. Um, I, that ranges from tattoos and piercings all the way down to abortion. I don't feel that we as a people should actually intervene with what somebody wants to do with their body and let's it's uh, killing themselves, and in, 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 in fact, it is killing themselves in a in a way. In a in 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 a way, but uh, everybody try to go through the logistics of you know the baby isn't alive until this point, or the baby doesn't have a heartbeat until this point. Uh, the thing is, it's their body, it's their choice. Um, you can't really tell anybody what to do with themselves and not providing people with a healthy way to do it is not going to stop the practice. So I'd rather we have a healthy alternative than, you know, say it's completely banned and then people are finding back alleys and other ways to uh, perform these procedures. And you end up with a lot more uh, botched procedures, a lot more injured and sick. Now, didn't that bill say that non-physicians can also perform abortions now? Yes, that it also opened that up too. So, um, if you feel that you can, if you have the proper waivers, then uh, a non-physician could still perform uh, the procedure. This is another reason why you would see anybody would block this bill because, again, how was that helping? If we got non-doctors or people who say they know how to perform the procedure out there doing it to make, you know, a quick couple hundred dollars or undercut the, the facilities that's trained and prepared to do this so that they can make a quick couple dollars. And now you're infected, you're sick, you're, you're, you can't have kids, period. Like any of these things can happen. Better to put your hands in a physician who knows what they're doing than to just have any back alley doctor trying to do it. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me of the movie For Color Girls by Tyler Perry a long time ago when the girl went to go see um, a lady to get an abortion. She wasn't really a doctor, um, but I think she used like a, I want to say a hanger, a wired hanger, but I'm not too sure because it's been a long time since I saw the movie, but... Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, so how do you feel about this bill? Because once a baby heart is beaten, it's a lot. So, you know, killing the baby or allowing the baby to die is murder, in effect. Well, uh, I believe that the bill, it, it has it has a practical basis because I do understand um, if the procedure is not successful and the baby comes out alive, then yes, the doctor is obligated to treat a living patient. That person, uh, the baby is born at that point the baby has the right to, to live. So it's already endured that much 
the doctor should be doing everything in its power, in their power to save that baby. Because again, um, like I said, I'm pro-choice. The baby at that point is born, is no longer in the mother's body. Um, we need to do whatever we can to save it. Now, the problems I do have with the bill is the the many open-ended points to it. Uh, the many the many different things that's not stated or the caps that's not there. Uh, they talk about the different ranges of uh, compensation and things like that. But um, also in a situation like that, if, if the father's there or the father is a known participant, um, he still doesn't have any rights in that situation because either he's not around for the situation or he's not in the room uh, when performing that procedure. Um, and I believe that if we're going to hold the doctors responsible for that, then both parents need to be able to consent if possible. Isn't it a law? I mean, in one of the states, I think that the father do have, the father have to approve it now. I don't know which state it was. Um, I want to say it was somewhere in the South. It was somewhere in the South. Yeah, that surely is not Michigan. Um, in Michigan, uh, no one has to approve it. The mother only needs to show up with the money. And they will do what she asks. Right. I guess I go real deep into the conversation when I think about, like, once the, the baby is breathing, like, once you have an abortion and that baby is still alive, to me, I feel like that there's a greater purpose for this kid. If they made it through all this, through all what your body just went through to try to kill it and it's still alive, then why not give the baby, you know, a chance at life because it made it this far, even though it may have deformities, you know, the mother don't have to take care of it. She can, you know, put it up for adoption or something like that. But I guess that's what I what I think about it. Once the baby's made it through all that, like they need to be here. Yeah, and I look at that also, but uh, you think about the adoption process. Our adoption process is super flawed for, you know, great parents. It's somehow that all of these children who go through, or a lot of the children that goes through adoption, ends up in some terrible situation. And then you have like great homes who's loving, caring, and willing to take care of these kids who have to go through all of this super red tape to actually be able to get a hold of these children. And I, I don't understand how the money hungry, uh, the money hungry and the neglectful keep ending up with these children first. Right before these great homes do. But I believe that's a topic for another day. It is. It is, but I think that it's because they they do it so much that some of them know the system. They know how to get their paperwork to the top. So that's how they keep on getting the house from the kids, collecting all these checks because they've been there, done that. Yeah, it's it's a terrible practice. But um, as far as the the kid coming out alive, you're right. Um, At that point, there is, I believe there is a purpose slated for that kid. Um, but also I believe like the doctor took an oath. The doctor took an oath to treat any patient. Like a doctor could be charged and uh, lose their license to practice if someone is in need of help around them and they don't jump in to help. And I feel like this falls under that criteria. Now, saying that if the baby is or the fetus or whatever stage they're at,
And I believe at that point, the doctor need to make that. Okay. Okay. Well, what we'll do is we're going to take a quick break and then we'll jump right back in. to give you a real meeker moment give you a splash of inspiration and motivation that's gonna push you through this week and get your coins so this is one thing that i thought about and this has resonated with me you know over um, an amount of time now but have you ever thought that you know like this keep on happening then this happened and this happened and it's like back-to-back stuff life is happening like, life is happening back to back to back. Um, and I, I call it life because I don't really want to, you know, give it, you know, say, like, well, bad stuff is happening. I don't really want to say that. It's just life that's happening. Like, and it could be small stuff, and sometimes it's large things that happen. But I want to say this, and I don't want to justify, you know, the things that everything that's happening in your life, but... What if life has been happening and you've still been pushing towards your goals? While life is happening, you're still pushing towards your your finish line. Or maybe you're getting ready to hit a good checkpoint in your race. It's like, what if these things are preparing you for the things that's yet to come? To make sure that you can handle it. To make sure that, you know, you don't mess things up this time. Or to make sure that you stay, you know, humble, you stay within yourself, and you stay yourself, you know? I tend to think like that a lot. That, you know, some things are happens as the setup. You know, it's a plot twist or something. So I wanted to give that as a nugget to let you know to keep going. You know, life happens all the time. And I'm telling you, like, it feels as though... Some days are harder than others, but we can win each day as long as we keep on pushing and saying, yo, my day coming. That one day, and it's not even a, it's not even just waiting for a day. It's just waiting for that moment to come where you can say, wow, that, that just happened, you know? And it's like, I think about, how Carly B felt at the Grammys. You know, I didn't watch the Grammys or anything like that, but for her to be the first female rapper to get that Grammy that she got, like, that's just a, you know, that's a crazy feeling. And then to also see, like, you know, at first, you know, she was on a climb, like, when she first came out um, with that, I forgot the song, um, is it Bodak Yellow? When she first came out, and, you know, she started from Love and Hip Hop, she came out with that song. The next thing you know, she was offset. Next thing you know, she's pregnant. Next thing you know, they engaged. And, you know, everything is going great. And then life happens, you know. Behind the scenes, things happen. You know, a public um, cheating scene, scandal, everything happens, you know. And... It's just life. Like, and probably other things happen, but that's the only thing that's really public that I really know about. But it's like to now reach another checkpoint in your goal, 
and get a Grammy. It's like that feeling, you know? Maybe that's not something that you want to do, but your own checkpoint in life. I, I don't like to say the finish line too much because once you've achieved everything that you want to achieve in life, you know, that's that's kind of, to me, I feel like that'd be a little bit boring. I want to keep on pushing towards something. I want to keep on, you know, pushing and doing more. Right? So, hey, I'm sorry it was so long, but the conversation, well, to me, <laughs> it got good. So, sit back, relax, and now back to the show. Yo, 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 so we back, and uh, let's get ready to dive into some of these hot topics. Mm -hmm. So, the first hot topic on the agenda is... Ooh, let's get Michael Cohen out the way, because I really want to talk about him. Okay, so uh, what's going on, Michael Cohen? So, here's the thing. He got right at that podium podium, and started pointing fingers to Trump. Oh, boy. Here's the thing about it. I understand Trump told you to do this, told you to do that. But at some point, as a man, you're going to tell me that you're just going to be a yes man to him. I don't care how much money he has. If your integrity, if you feel an inch of wrong, like it's wrong to you, why would you still do it? That shows that you're you're a weak person. And that's just to me. And, but I, Very true. I feel like, like when he got there, he just started pointing the finger at Trump. Like some of this you wanted to do, because you're not going to tell me that you did all this because he said so. Oh, oh, but you know he did dive in and say, "Oh no, Trump, Trump never told me to lie about uh, to get these loans. Uh, that was all me. I, I did that. That, that, that was my thing. And but I didn't fraud the bank. I'm like, bro, one, how are you supposed to trust your lawyer if things like this right. happen? Like. Uh, your lawyer your lawyer is like your doctor like your doctor has patient confidentiality your lawyer has confidentiality and your lawyer should not be out there damning you out like this um, but that's why he's no longer a lawyer um, and he's been disbarred he's going to jail and I guess he wanted to take everybody with him I mean, you should think about these things before you do things yeah I mean he should have been thought about these things but you know what claps to you Michael you waited a little bit too late to open your mouth. You know, thanks for letting us know about our president that we already knew about. Uh, but let's hit the next topic. So you said something about Cobo Hall? Yeah, so uh, Cobo Hall is going to be changing his name. Cobo Hall, uh, which was built, uh, which was opened in 1960, was formerly named after Albert E. Cobo, or is currently named after Albert E. Cobo. And um, recently, Chemical Bank paid or signed a contract to pay $1.2 million for the next 22 years. Also, they're going to pay that annually for 22 years um, to rename Kobo. Um, Mike Duggan did go out and uh, start this bid to do it. But um, the topic said, uh, when I seen it in the paper, it was um, racist mayor name coming off of Kobo. And it made me think, there's plenty of racist people who name is on things and we're not just going around you know, taking the names off of things. But I wanted to really dive into who Robert E. Cobo is. So, you know, last week we had the conversation about, you know, 
black finances and infrastructure and how the black bottom was uh tore down where we had most of our infrastructure at that was robert e cobo <laughs> so mayor robert e cobo uh was the one who levied uh what used to be the black bottom and black neighborhood so not only was it just a bunch of uh, african-american neighborhoods it was also um their businesses he levied that to run uh interstate 75 through it so i-75 now sits where the black bottom used to be uh, uh he pushed all of those people into the 12th street claremont area so the area where uh, i used to live uh actually i currently down the street from that area so over there with all of the overcrowding um that's where the actual riots took place because you had all of these black people crunched in a small place and then martin luther king died and uh, all hell broke loose right there so um it was a lot of unrest already there so i believe we should have been took his name off his name should have never went on because his name went on the building three years after he died so um we put his name up there in the 60s and we can't say that this is some major righting or wrong it's been time for his name to be removed from Cobo Hall and uh, I'm interested to see what they name it next me too they might as well just name it the Mika effect like I would take that like you might as well name it after me I, I don't think Chemical Bank paid that much money to name it the Mika well, effect well you never know the Mika effect can go either way so I think that a chemist would love to name that building after me you know <laughs> a chemist <laughs> but um with that it's actually a pretty decent investment for them because the naming rights for the building can actually generate between one million to six million dollars annually um if i had my m's up i definitely threw my hat in the ring to go ahead and uh take that name on i'd have called it uh rick dot's building or something mm. Oh, so but, it um, name Rick Dot, but it came from wow, it'd be your own folks. I'm just saying, you know, you throw them M's in the ring, you name it whatever you want. Well, you know what? I hope they do something good with this money, like funding the schools in the city because they're closing down every school. So at least do something, buy the kids oh. some books or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually a topic we need to talk about uh, in the near future within the next couple of weeks because with all of the funds that go to our school, what school? Exactly. But we'll dive into that. Um, I actually know a few teachers, so um, we can definitely dive into that a little bit more and um, make that a conversation as well. Yeah. But it has been a great episode. Me, get yourself in the bed or stay yourself in the bed and stop talking to people. And everyone else, be great in your week. See y'all.